cannot be in the will of God unless they're thankful. Do you ever think about that? You know, so many times people ask me, Pastor, how can I know if I'm in the will of God? If Well, one thing I can say about the will of God, and with, you know, with any of us, we have to get along with God to find out exactly what He wants all of us to do specifically, you know. But one thing I can tell everyone, every Christian, that to be in the will of God, you have to be a thankful person. And notice in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, I'm going to read that in the Amplified Version. Uh, the Bible says, thank God in everything. Notice it didn't say for everything. I, I don't know about you. I'm not thankful for everything. There's a lot of bad things that happen. But we can be thankful in everything, can't we? And then it goes on to say, no matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. You know, that's easier said than done, isn't it? But it can be done because the Bible says we ought to do it. And so no matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. Notice, for this is what? This is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus. See, so for every Christian to be in the will of God, you have to be a person of thanksgiving. And, you know, we should always be thankful to God. Notice Hebrews 13 and verse 15. Hebrews 13 and verse 15 says... Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, how often do we have to be thankful? Continually, always, all the time. You know, I've found that, that has anybody ever, you've got down the mully grubs once in a while besides me, anybody? You know, it's real easy to do. And uh, I was kind of in the kind of mully grubs the other day, and I was coming out of Walmart, and uh, I saw a man going out of there on crutches, and he only had one leg. He just had one leg. He was, you know, you know, I could get real thankful real quick for two legs. You know, I mean, we 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 often go through our life, and we can get grumpy, and anybody ever get grumpy besides me, and. You know, and one day I was, not long ago, I was going around my house. I've got, we don't have curtains in our house. We have interior blinds on the inside of the windows. It's a unique look. I, I, I like it. And, uh, but, 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 you have to open and close those things every morning and every evening. And so, you know, I'm going around there. and I'm going to open these things. You know, I ought to be thankful I have a house to, huh? And then, and then my back went out there for a while. Thank God it's all healed up now. But, you know, there was a while, for a while there, I couldn't even go around and open and close the blinds. Couldn't put my shoes on. Had to have my wife put my shoes on for me, you know. I mean, you can get real thankful real quick for the littlest of things. You know, having a, having a, having a well back, you know. You know, just let, the, you just let your back go out just a little bit and, and you'll be screaming at the top of your lungs like I was just, get, just getting off the sofa. There's a, if you didn't realize, there's about a two-second uh, time there where you've got to really depend on certain things in your lower back or you're not getting up. Did you hear me? And Pastor Terry over there screaming, ah! screaming at the top of my lungs. Now you're going to need some help with your hearing, aren't you? We'll have a healing line for hearing, late, hearing later. What do you say? But I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. 
you get thankful real quick. I'm just so thankful that I can, that my back isn't hurt, you know? You know what I'm saying? You follow what I'm saying? So we can get thankful real quick, can't we? So don't take, I mean like a kneecap. Have you ever thought about your kneecap? My brother was telling me that his kneecap went out on him and he was climbing up, crawling up the hill because his kneecap went out. I, my kneecap's never gone out. Has anybody's kneecap ever gone I mean, we ought to get rid your kneecap's gone out. Are you thankful for he, good kneecaps? You can't walk without your knees. Uh, folks, what am I trying to say? We need to be thankful for things that we don't think about. That's, how many is glad you can see real good? You can hear real good, you know? Yeah, we've always got something to be thankful for. You can take a full breath. You know, that's a good deal, isn't it? And then we'd be thankful to God that he provides the air for us to breathe. Isn't that right? So let's always be thankful. You know, it's like the one guy was complaining because he didn't have any shoes until he saw somebody that didn't what? Have any feet, you know. So let's be, we got so much to be thankful for. So let's be thankful. Did you get anything out of that? All right, how did you like my scream and my yell? That did pretty good? Yeah, it reminds me of the days of teaching junior high, you know. I mean, everybody's awake, that's for sure. You're not going to sleep through, through my class. But hey, uh, look at Philippians uh, chapter 4. How many of you want your prayers answered and you want to have peace in your life? Well, that's a good deal. Look at Philippians 4. Verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing. That's easier said than done as well. But the Bible says to be anxious for what? For nothing. That means don't worry about anything is another way to say that. But in there it is again. In everything, by prayer and supplication with what? With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. See, so if you want God to answer your prayers, you're going to have to be what? Thankful. 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 And then, notice if you go on to verse 7, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So if you want to get your prayers answered, and if you want to have peace, you need to be what? You need to be thankful. Doesn't the Bible say that we should come before his presence with thanksgiving and enter his courts with Praise, you know. That's how God wants us to come before him, with thanksgiving, with a thankful heart, and so on. And and we need to do that. Uh, You know, something else you see in the Bible is like the miraculous. If you need need a miracle in your life, you know what you need to do? You need to just get thankful. Notice, if you would, just just, I'm not going to preach long here, but just, just a few things. This will help you. Look at John 6 and verse 11. Notice John 6 and verse 11. Remember, Jesus had a whole bunch of people he needed to feed. Remember that? And they just had a few loaves and a few fish. And that's not going to feed a whole bunch of people. So we're going to need a miracle here, aren't we? Jesus, John 6, 11, he took the loaves and when he had what? Now, Jesus is our Lord. He's our example. He gave thanks. He distributed them to the disciples, to the disciples, to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as what they wanted. That's a miracle, isn't it? But it started off with Jesus being what? Being thankful. Right? Thanksgiving. Just being thankful. It, 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 you know, we need to be thankful. Look at John 11, verse 41. Now, Lazarus had died. He'd been dead for four days. Jesus is going to raise him from the dead. Now, that's going to take a miracle, isn't it? 
So let's notice what happens here in John 11:41. They took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, where Lazarus was at. He'd been dead four days. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, what? I thank you. Do you see Jesus being thankful? He says, I thank you that you've heard me. Now, when he said these things, he cried with a loud, he cried with a loud voice. See, Jesus spoke with a loud voice, too, just like I did a while ago. His voice sounds better than mine, though. I'll assure you that. He said, what? Lazarus? Come forth. And, of course, Lazarus came out of there. Now, was that a miracle? What, what, what preceded the miracle? Thanksgiving. See that? So if you need a miracle today, what's the first thing you ought to do? Just get real thankful. Just get real, real thankful. Here's, here's something else. Go to Jonah chapter 2. That's over in the Old Testament. Jonah chapter 2. Now, Jonah, remember the Lord had given him an assignment. He went and did the opposite of what God told him to do. In the process of time, he winds up in the belly of the fish at the bottom of the ocean. Now, I wouldn't want to be in the belly of the fish at the bottom of, a, of the ocean. How about you? But if you're there, how many of you would like to get out of a place like that? In the belly of the fish, great fish, the bottom of the ocean. How do you get out of the belly of the fish at the bottom of the ocean? What do you do? Well, notice this, Jonah 2 verse 9. He said, but I will sacrifice to you. We read that a moment ago, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Do you know that it, a lot of times being thankful is a sacrifice? In other words, there's a lot of times I don't really feel like being thankful. Anybody ever feel like that beside me? I, you know. But when you don't feel like it, then it becomes a what? A sacrifice. That means you do it anyway. You just straighten up your attitude, do it anyway. Okay? I know I've been there. I've had to do it. Straighten up my attitude and just as a sacrifice to God. He said, look what Jonah said. I'll sacrifice to you. With the voice of what? With the voice of what? With the voice of thanksgiving. See, he got thankful in the belly of the fish, didn't he? If you want to get out of the belly of the fish, if you want to get out of that bad circumstance you're in, be thankful. Didn't, didn't the Bible say a while ago, be thankful in the middle of any circumstance? Well, being in the belly of a fish at the bottom of the ocean is a bad circumstance. Okay? And he didn't have anybody to blame but himself. If he obeyed God, he wouldn't have had to go through all of that. You know, if we just obey God, there'd be so much we'd miss out on of, of problems and things. Isn't, isn't that right? But even if you miss God and you're in the belly of the fish at the bottom of the ocean, if you sacrifice to God and become thankful like he did, he said, I'll pay what I vowed. In other words, he said, all right, God, I'll go do what I told you I'd do. Salvation is the Lord of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it what? It vomited Jonah onto dry land, and then he got the same assignment. Don't think God's going to change his assignment concerning you. God doesn't change his mind about you. Did you hear me? I said, Did you hear me? He's not going to change change his mind. And Jonah went and did what the Lord told him to do. But it started with him becoming what? Thankful. Did you get that? All right. And then go to Acts 16 and verse 25. Paul and Silas in prison. Now, how many of you know that's not a good circumstance, is it? And, and they didn't do anything wrong. And they're in jail. I remember 
I was teaching junior high many years ago, and at the end of seventh period, I just wanted to have some fun with this one kid in the class. And uh, he was sitting in the back there, and everybody was working on their assignment. And I just started staring at him. And he, you know, he looked up and he saw I was staring at him, and I just sat there and stared at him. And he, you know, he'd work, and then he'd look up, and I'm sitting at my desk just staring at him. And he, you know, and all of a sudden this kid, I mean, he just, I mean, what did you, you get nervous if I just start staring at you, wouldn't you? How about you? How about you? If I just stared at you the whole time, I'll pick on one of these little kids. Here's my granddaughter. I'll just stare at her. I'll make her nervous. See, see, I got her. So this kid, and I'm the best stare. If you want to have a staring contest, I can, I can beat you at it. Because I trained with some of, the, I trained when I was teaching school. Some of these junior high kids, I mean, and I'd stare them down. I'd stare everyone. We'd just get in a staring contest, and I'd stare them down. See, they'd look away and blink. See, if you look away and blink, then you lose. See, so I'm staring at him, and he starts squidging in his seat. He's squidging in his seat, and he's getting nervous, and he starts sweating. And he's sweating and he's fidgeting. And and finally, he he just throws his pencil down and he stands up and he says, I don't know if you'll get the humor of this, but he stands up and he says, Mr. Shield, what you looking at me like that for? He said, I ain't dids nothing. That's really funny. Paul and Silas, they ain't dids nothing wrong. They helped somebody and they wound up, where did they wind up? They wound up in prison. Oh, can I tell you another junior high story while I'm at it? It doesn't have anything to do with my sermon, but I was just thinking about it. I was teaching on reducing fractions. Real I'd say reducing fractions. And I had this seventh grade class, and this one little girl in there, she was causing me all kinds of trouble, just driving me crazy. Her first name was Christian. I don't remember her last Yeah, I remember her last name, but I won't call it. She'd drive me nuts. And what were we teaching on? Reducing fractions. So I'm sitting there at my desk working. And all of a sudden, a little Christian, now she'd been driving me nuts, you know, bad behavior. But she just bad behavior. So she walks up and she's standing there. And I, and I taps me on the, and I look up and she holds her and she says, Mr. Shield. She said, she shows me, she says, can I reproduce? And I said, please don't. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) So you visitors, are you ever going to come back? All right, let's get back to it. So they, realize, realize, say say this, say, Paul and Silas ain't did nothing. It's not good English, but you get it. Uh, they didn't do anything wrong. Actually, uh, Paul cast a demon of a fortune teller, and he's in jail. And notice here in Acts 16.25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were, what were they doing? They were, I don't know about me, if I'd be doing that in jail at midnight. I might be grumbling and complaining, but what were they doing? Praying and to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. You know that made an effect on those prisoners. Don't you think so? And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken. Immediately the doors were opened and everyone's chains were what? 
were loosed. And do you know how I know that their pray, praying and praising God at midnight affected all those other prisoners? You know how I know that? Because when their chains were loosed, if you read the rest of the story, now, now, now you know prisoners as well as I do. I mean, these are some bad characters. If the chains are loosed, what are those guys going to do? They're going to hit the road, Jack. Is that right? They didn't go anywhere, did they? And actually, God started a church out of this jailbreak here. It could have been a jailbreak. It wasn't. God broke them out. And that, 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 that jailer there, he said, he said to Paul, he said, and so, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And what did they say? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Remember that? And long story short, if you study it out, that's where the church at Philippi came to being. Uh, God took the, the jailer there, the, the, the head jailer, and all them, those prisoners, and he started a church. You know, God can start a church right in the middle of a bad situation, can't he? Isn't that wonderful? He's something else, isn't he? But you see, they had a heart of thanksgiving at, at a bad time, didn't they? And then I'll close with this. Let's go to Luke 17, verse 11, and then we'll have a few people come up and give, give some, some short testimonies. And then we're going to have some goodies. Judy asked me if, uh, uh, if I wanted, what would you ask me if I wanted? Pecan pie. So we're going to have pecan pie. So that's going to be good. But <laughs> All right. Luke 17, verse 11. Do you have that? Now notice it happened as he went, Jesus went to Jerusalem. He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. You know what leprosy is, don't you? Their skin was rotten off. It was a bad thing. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. Now, the reason he did that is, you see, when a leper got cleansed, they'd have to go present themselves to the priest. And then the priest would declare them cleansed and then they could... They could go back out in society because lepers were quarantined off. So Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priests. What was he really telling them? You're healed of your leprosy. Now, how many of you think that that's a good deal? Good deal. Go show yourselves to the priests. So it was as they went, they were cleansed. And now watch this. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice. See, there's that loud voice again. See, glorified God. And fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him what? Thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, where, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the... You, you ever think about that? Out, out of those ten, there was only one that came back to give thanks. Isn't that something? You ever think about that? Only one. And Jesus was wondering, where's the other nine? Let me teach you something about God. He looks for a heart of thanksgiving. He wants to be appreciated. Let's appreciate him. Okay? And, and I've watched this over the many, many years. People will go to God and God will bless them with something and then they won't be thankful as they should. And I've watched it again and again and again that people tend to lose what they've received from God if they don't continue to be what? Thankful. And I can't prove it. You can't disprove it. But I'm convinced that these other nine that were healed, I'm convinced that they didn't keep, that they didn't keep their healing. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Maybe they did. But, but Jesus was looking for those other nine, wasn't he? It's only one. I don't know about you, but I want to be that one that comes back with a heart of thanksgiving. How about you? 
let's always, always be thankful. We've got much to be thankful for. Just very quickly, 2 Corinthians 9.15, it'll be on the screen, says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. What is that indescribable gift? Who is that? That's Jesus, isn't it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. And then 1 Corinthians 15.57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the what? The victory. Do you, is that up there? 1 Corinthians, Bonnie, you're going to have to speed your finger up there a little bit. Did you eat your Wheaties this morning? Okay. Buy Bonnie a box of Wheaties. You got it there? She's doing a great job. First, first, you got that? But thanks be to God who what? Gives us the... So we need to be thankful to God because he gives us the victory through who? The Lord Jesus Christ. And then 2 Corinthians 2.14, the last one. No, Bonnie's doing a great job. Excellent. Now, thanks be to God who what? Always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us and so on and so forth. But he always causes us to triumph. So we've got a lot of things to be thankful for, don't we? Amen. So with that in mind, let's bring up a few thankful people here to give a testimony. Now, let me see who is going to go first. Why don't we call the soccer star up here first? Michael Saunders. Let's have him come up here. Come on, Michael. Give him a big hand. He's a future soccer star. So go ahead and tell everybody what you're thankful for. One, I'm thankful for for everybody in this church for helping me out with the Spain trip. And I'm just really thankful for that. And I'm also thankful for Jesus giving me a great talent in soccer. And... That I am very thankful for my mom, step, stepdad, my sisters, and everybody in my family for having my back no matter what happens in the trip. Or especially my mom and stepdad during when I had a knee injury two, two years um, or leg injury two years ago. How they always helped me with around the um, help helped me with the stretches I was supposed to do and. That, um, and I'm thankful for my mom always being there for me when I was upset about a game and, um, for me letting a bad goal in that I could have saved. But, um, I was just really thankful that my mom was there for me and cheering me up because of that bad goal and my stepdad help, um, helping me out with. Um, stuff that's really important in life, and I'm thankful for my sisters for always being happy at some point in time, and for every time I come off the field, Sydney and Phoenix are always running towards me, giving me a hug, no matter win or lose, and I'm just really thankful for that, and yeah. Good, good. That's good. He he do good. And and son, something else you need to be real thankful for is that beautiful head of hair you got there. Beautiful. (laughs) I think he could give me about half of what he's got. He'd still have plenty, and I. But don't bring me a wig. I've been there. I've done that. I've done that. Want to do that again? Remember that 
the day that I, I told you all that I wore a hairpiece and I got rid of that blasted thing. Remember when I had that confession to make? And I, those of you who are visiting, you'll probably never come back now. But I, I used to wear a hairpiece for years of funky looking anyway. So I finally, I said, I came in here one day. I said, I have a confession to make. And boy, you talk about getting quiet in the house of God. You know, somebody thought I was going to confess to some heinous thing. I said, I don't know if you've ever realized this, but the hair that I have on my head is not all mine. And no more than I said that, Karen, she said, yeah, it is, Pastor Terry. You paid for it. <laughs> and I did. I bought it at the store. But how many, do I look better without this? Yeah. Look better on. It helps losing about 60 pounds, too. But. Who's next? How about his mother, Jackie? Come on, Jackie. We just got a, a few of these folks going to come and give a testimony. You've got something to be thankful for, your son, huh? And a wonderful family. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry I didn't get to write down any notes or anything, but um, there's a lot to be thankful for this year in our household. Um, first and foremost, my, my family. Um, God's done a lot of healing, bringing us closer together with some things that have happened over the last few years. Um, so there's been a lot more peace and love in our household. Um, our family here. Um, it's been a big answered prayer to find a church home where we were accepted and loved no matter what. Um, and that's helped the kids. They very much look forward to Sundays now coming to church. Um, thankful that we live in America where we can actually come to church on Sundays and not have to be scared to do so. Um, I don't know if the list could go on and on and on. Um, no matter what has happened this year, though, um, with all the trials, um, God's just always been there. No, no questions asked. Um, he has pulled us through every single time. And that is the biggest blessing of all that we have to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. Excellent. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Now we'll have, that's very good. Let's have Danny Martinez come. All right, Danny. You can come and give a testimony. All I know is I'm thankful to be alive, first of all, mm-hmm. and uh, thankful to wake up every day now in my new life and knowing where I'm at when I do wake up. Uh-huh. That's helpful. Instead of being somewhere where yeah. I never know where I was at or anything else. Yeah. And I'm thankful for God, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's number one. Yeah. And uh, I just thank Him for everything, our yeah. house, cars, yeah. the things we usually take for granted. Yeah. I think about it sometimes when I'm just sitting at home, yeah. of all the things that we have that other some people don't have a car yeah. or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm just like you when, you know how many problems I got. And I'm like, you know, but when I see somebody else, like you were saying, I said, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm yeah. good. Oh, yeah. You know, that yeah. I can still move and get yeah. around. Yeah, very you know? good. Excellent. So. Every day is is a good day yes. that I wake up yes. and uh, can move. And I'm thankful for my wife for putting my shoes on for me when I need her. Yeah, you had, have needed that too. Yeah. Yes. Well, they come in real handy that way, don't right. they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, the rest of my life is going to be the best of my life. Amen. I like Amen. that. The rest of the best is the best. Yeah. Good, good. Excellent. Now, I'm not going to call Gary Turney yet because I'm going to call the kids up first because it's always tough to follow kids. <laughs> so let us have, <laughs> let's have Caleb come. Caleb, come on. You know, you stand to the side where everybody can see you. There you go. Okay. I'm thankful. 
thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my dog. And I'm thankful for my sister and brother. And I'm thankful for everybody that's here. I'm thankful for... Your pastor. My, my, my daddy and mommy. I'm thankful for my grandma and grandpas. And I'm thankful for my friends. That's it. Excellent. Very good. And let's have his sister come Bristol. You ready? You're not going to cooperate? Does she want to come? She doesn't have to. All right. You're going to take her by force? <laughs> Why don't she think about it and I'll go on to Gary Turney. Then we'll come back. Huh? You want to come up here? But you're not on the schedule. But you're going to come anyway. Come on down. That's fine. Oh, he is? I'm glad. Oh, he is right there. Tristan, how could I forget you, man? Hey, how are you doing, bud? Good. Good. Why don't you tell everybody what you're thankful and for? And thank you for um, a home, food, and all, I mean, God. And I'm thankful for people. I'm thankful for my puppy who always cheers me up when I'm sad. I'm thankful <laughs> Your pastor. <laughs> Your pastor. And I'm thankful for my friends. And I'm thankful for everybody. Excellent. Very good. Yeah, you did and a I good thank you for church. Yeah, very good. He was right on. He was right on that list. I would have gotten him. I would have just went down the list. I'm glad he spoke up, though. Are you ready to go now? Do you want to come up? Okay. You want to do it sitting down there? Okay. Let's bring Gary Turney up. I'll put you after the kids. See. Notice I have one of these, not a computer. I'm glad you did it. One guy brought up about eight pages of notes one time. I thought, oh, my goodness. So I'm glad you have just a few things. Uh, most of the stuff has been pretty much covered. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, about the only thing the only thing I really believed in was, was God. Um, I didn't believe in the Bible. Um, I had problems with people that were religious and all stuff like that. Then I met Judy, and Judy made me come here. And and I'm very glad that she did. Uh, almost two years ago, I gave myself to Jesus. Um, I was very reluctant. But I knew that over the years, my, my whole life, I had depended on one person, and that was me. And one thing Pastor Terry said at one time was that he was glad that I came because I didn't come here because I had to. I came here because I wanted to. And... Even though I was pretty much satisfied with the way my life was at that time, um, it really felt good the day that Judy and I prayed, and I felt a big relief that came over me at that time, and I still feel the same. Mm -hmm. And being thankful, and I really didn't think of that until we were on our way here, 
there isn't anything that I'm not thankful for. I've, I've got a good life. I've got a good wife and marriage. Um, I'm thankful for everything. Everything, when it, like you said about getting up in the morning, being able to swing your feet off the bed and get up. Um, a few weeks ago, I, I couldn't. I was in a, a lot of pain. And Judy and I prayed. I was here that one Wednesday night, and I was I was sitting there, and I was in so much pain I couldn't. I was sweating, and I just I couldn't handle it. We went home and we prayed together that night. Um, got up the next morning. Um, I normally crawl out of bed, roll and crawl and pull myself up, and I got up that morning and just walked into the bathroom, and it was like, wait a minute, hold it, what's going on? I'm not in pain. And I did. I praise God. I thank God. I've been praising and thanking him every day. Um, I have Judy. I have her family. And my family have gotten somewhat closer together. And this family. I really enjoy the people in this church. I'm thankful that God brought me here. And I hopefully we can continue on and, and be a big family and, and help each other in any way we can. I pretty much, just like I said, I'm thankful for everything because there isn't anything that God didn't give me. And I'm glad that he did. Amen. Good. Thank you. Very good. It always excites me to see God take somebody like Gary and really do a good work in him. You know, there's a difference between just believing God exists and then knowing him personally through through his son the lord jesus christ and that's what happened to gary somebody just kind of believed that god exists and then he he got born again he received jesus and and has that personal relationship with the father through the lord jesus and i've watched god do such a wonderful work in his life and uh he's just a a real good guy did you hear him talk about when he received jesus that like he felt like a 10-ton weight lifted off of him you know what that is? That's the the Bible says when someone believes on Jesus that the wrath of God is lifted from them. And that's what that is. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, I received Jesus and it just felt like a 10-ton weight lifted? That's what that's, the wrath of God isn't on that person anymore. Now it's the blessing of God. So it just blesses me to see. God's really real, isn't he? The power of God's real. That, that's good. It's, it's really good to see that. Okay, how about Mr. Jeff Treeb? Come on, Jeff. Another wonderful man. He's going to come up. All right. Okay. All right. Well, good morning, body of Christ. Good morning. <laughs> Ecclesia. Amen. The call uh, ones, yeah. We have a lot to be thankful for. My wife and I have a wonderful marriage and, and wonderful grown children and grandchildren and one coming on the way and mm-hmm. many things to be thankful for. But in this season where we had the election that occurred on the 8th, I'm especially thankful for the Lord who has wrested the control of our country away from the evildoers and placed it back into the hands of the body of Christ, the Ecclesia. Amen. Rick Renner describes the Ecclesia as as not a passive body of Christ, but a very dynamic, um, uh, vibrant body of Christ that's in control of the destiny of our own country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, I thought it was best described by the Word of God where we experienced this mm-hmm. as far as the trend of the nation where it was going. Um, in our peril, our courage melted away. We reeled and staggered like drunken men. We were at our wits' end. And we cried to the Lord in our trouble, and He brought us out of our distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper, the storm of humanity. The sea, the massive sea that the Lord stilled. And um, 
And we were glad when it grew calm. And he guided us to our desired haven. And we give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Yes. He's certainly still the storm and has, has brought the, the control of the nation back into the hands of the body of Christ where it belongs. Yeah. We are the fourth uh, balancing element of the body of Christ. We have the three levels of government, judicial, mm-hmm. executive, legislative, and body of Christ once Amen. again. I like that. We make our appeal to King Lord Jesus. Amen. There Amen. you go. Good. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jeff. Excellent. Amen. That's excellent. Very, very good. Very good. Yeah, ecclesia means the called out ones. And the Bible says, come out from among them and be separate. Isn't that what the Bible says? So the church is called out. That word is ecclesia. It means we're called out from the world to live a life pleasing to God. So it's very good. Excellent. Very, very good. Let's have his lovely wife, Dorothy, come now. kind of covered the family part of um, our growing mm-hmm. family that we're grateful for. Uh-huh. And um, so I just want to say something a little different. I'm just so thankful to God for watching over my sister, my sister Peggy, because um, she, she was diagnosed with um, pulmonary fibrosis and was given five years to live. And that, that was almost 15 years ago. So I'm so thankful that he has preserved her life. And um, she works at a nursing home, and she escorts residents to doctor's appointments. Mm -hmm. And she called me the other day so excited about what had happened because she had to escort a woman to the hospital. And in her, the lady was in a wheelchair, and she had to take her up a ramp. And she said it was a very long, steep ramp. And my sister is only five feet one. She has less than half her lung capacity. The woman in the wheelchair, she said, weighed over 200 pounds. And so Peggy was struggling to get her up this ramp. And she said a lady came running to her, and she said, here, let me help you. So together they got her up there. And Peggy turned to say thank you, and she was gone. Oh, wow. And so I just thank God for watching over my sister and providing angels for her. Yeah, angels. Yeah, they're very real. Yeah, very good. Excellent. Thank you, Dorothy. Yeah. That was very good. Very good. Thank you. Okay, let's see. Let's try Bristol one more time. Bristol. Okay, she's still no. So I think we, I think I've got everyone except last but not least, Shelly Myers. Come on, Shelly. Be sure that I got everyone, would you? It's so good to have you. You've been such a blessing, you, you and Adam, to us. We appreciate you. I got notes. You got notes, okay. I will speak in the mic. Shh. All right. That's my husband, Adam. Just retired Marine Corps. He likes to tell people what to do. <laughs> I won't share that all. Okay. Um, so basically, I've just met y'all in July. Mm-hmm. I think so. My name is Shelley. Retired Marine Corps family. We just moved here to St. Louis. Um, 
What I'm thankful for is the love of God mm-hmm. and his faithful, patient, enduring love. The love of God became so real to me in the last few years. I'm a PK, twice over. Now, what is, now, I know what that means, but what does it tell them? Preacher's kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So my dad was a pastor, mm-hmm. and my grandfather was an evangelist, and he ran a mission in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And he used to bust in all the little mm-hmm. kids from the project uh-huh. and minister to them. So I grew up in church, and I, I've been saved since I was a <laughs> yeah. itty-bitty baby. But the love of God to become so real to me was when I was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it happened after my dad passed away and went to heaven because he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cry. No, it's all right. That's okay. Instead of running to the throne, mm-hmm. I used to run to the phone uh-huh. and go to my dad. Uh-huh. And John 3.16 became so real to me. For God so loved the world that he gave. And I remember in camp when I was little, and I remember my grandparents used to run and teach at the camp in mm-hmm. Minnesota. It was Dorothy knows because she's from Minnesota too. Camp Jim, Jesus is mine. And I used to attend every year and my dad had attended every year when he was little. And every year we would see the, the big sign on the wall and we would repeat it at lunchtime for God so loved the world that he gave mm-hmm. yeah. his only son. And that became so real to me after my dad passed away because I had to develop my own relationship with God. And I did that, and I did that by plugging into the word and prayer. And I'm speaking into the mic. So <laughs> Adam knows because he, he, you don't have to turn me up, really. <laughs> he, he was in the Marine Corps at the time. We lived in Hawaii, and I was going through something um, health-wise in mm-hmm. my life. I didn't understand. Um, Hawaii has VOG, V-O-G. <laughs> what is that? Volcanic ash in oh. the atmosphere. Oh. And it causes... Um, symptoms, uh-huh. you know, of sickness and dizziness and confusion and stuff like that. Well, the Hawaiians are used to that. I'm not used to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started proclaiming the word over my life, and, and I got alone in my prayer closet, and I started speaking the word over my life, and I started thanking God for everything he had brought me through mm-hmm. and remembering back to when I was a child. Yes, Lord, I remember that time that you saved me. I was in a car. Someone was driving too fast, and I cried out, and you saved me, and uh-huh. you delivered me. So that was one thing I'm very thankful for is the relationships that I developed with God after my dad went home. The second thing I'm thankful for, and um, I have seven children. Um, Three of them are military. They were military. They've gotten out since then. My daughter was Air Force, and she's kind of Uh (laughs) strong-willed. And (laughs) Adam and her didn't really get along so well. We're a blended family. Mm -hmm. And... um, so she um, kind of walked away when she went into the military, and we hadn't heard from her. Um, she shut me out mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. Um, for, well, six years altogether since she'd been home, uh-huh. four years in the military, and she had, I don't know if any of you social network, Facebook, mm-hmm. she had blocked me oh. and shut me out. And so instead of letting that destroy me, I decided to give it to God completely uh-huh. and not get in fear, not get anxious, not get dread or anything from 
what the enemy was doing through uh-huh. her to hurt me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let it allow it. And I started praying, and I found all scripture mm-hmm. that the seed of the righteous shall be saved. Yeah, yeah. That's me. I'm the uh-huh. righteousness yeah, of God yeah. in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. So mm-hmm. my child would be saved. And I remember hearing, um, train up a child in the way they will go. Mm-hmm. And when they're old, they're not depart. Well, what parents don't realize is that you train them up, yeah. but there's that space in between. And when they grow old, yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah, know what they're doing. Right, right, right. But you know there's a promise in the word, and when they're old, they will not depart from right, it. Right. And I knew that she'd be coming back. And I found other scripture about where the Lord would save my children and bring mm-hmm. them back. Mm-hmm. And I just started praying. Well, I had been listening to Brother Hagin yeah. last year, and I was praying in my living room. I like to, like, walk, pray. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I went ahead and... I said, you know, Father God, I break the power of the devil over yeah. my daughter's yeah. life. Yeah. 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 I break off those binders from her, mm-hmm. from her eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And who, whoever that enemy is speaking mm-hmm. into her ears, mm-hmm. I cut that out right mm-hmm. now. I put the blood of Jesus over her yeah. ears, her eyes, her heart, her mind. Mm-hmm. I surround her with your love. Put your na- the neighbors around her mm-hmm. that they are, they are going to speak the will of God into her life, yeah. the love of God. Just mm-hmm. pour it into her. Mm-hmm. Later that afternoon, I was sitting there with my two other children, older ones. Uh-huh. And I heard a, <laughs> my Facebook, uh-huh. it popped and it oh, yeah. said, Alexa, my daughter mm-hmm. had liked a picture <laughs> I shared. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Yeah, In order yeah. to do that, yeah. I have to be unblocked. Yeah. And I looked and she had unblocked oh, me. Glory to God. Is, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a first step. I yeah, claim that, that as a victory. Yeah. Yeah. She unblocked me. Yeah. And it was like two, three months later, all of a sudden, my daughter, my older daughter, uh-huh. um, she got a, a message from my daughter mm-hmm. saying, please tell mom. I'm very, very sorry. Oh, well, is that something? So God's and doing I'm a great work. And I'm asking for forgiveness. Yeah, and yeah. and it, yes, it was through social media, private yeah. message. It wasn't to my face, yeah, but yeah. I believe that God would rectify that and, yeah. and that would come about. But I took that as another step and she apologized. And it was like a few months later after that, we're still praying mm-hmm. and we're believing and, mm-hmm. and not getting in doubt. And, and um, we... Um, mm-hmm messaged her and said, would you meet us in St. Louis? Oh, okay. She said yes. Oh, good, good. And after six years, my prodigal daughter has come home. Isn't that something? Yes, and I have three grandbabies from her, and I've gotten to know them, and I get to get up every morning and feed them biscuits and gravy and train them and teach them. So I'm thankful to God that he answers prayer of his word. Well, that's great. You've got much to be thankful for. Great. Did I get get everybody? Very good. All right. Well, we're going to close the service by receiving communion. And so the uh, ushers can go ahead and pass that out. And the worship team's going to uh, sing a song. Are you going to sing while they're passing it out? Okay. And then uh, we'll receive it and then we'll dismiss and go have some goodies. Okay. Okay, ushers, go ahead. What has washed away my sin? Nothing but the blood of 